0: Hello, hello, and welcome back. Today, we are going to explore the question, and that is the question of what is worse, being aware of our bullshit or being unaware of our bullshit? Is it worse knowing that we are the ones that are fucking our lives up, or is it worse believing that the majority of our problems are outside of ourselves and are things that we have no control over? I have my answer, and it's one that has taken me years to come to, but I'm really curious about yours. And truthfully, here's the thing. I have found both sides of that question to be completely exhausting because if you're aware of your bullshit, if you know that you are the one that is fucking your life up and when you are sliding into your detrimental habits, then you know when you're off your game, right? You know when you're letting destructive practices guide your life and your choices, And that sucks because it means that you're aware that you are the one causing your pain. That does not feel good. But on the other side, when you're not aware... That sucks too (laughs) because you're doing all of the above. You're self-sabotaging. You're making choices that are detrimental to your mental health and your physical health. And you're under the delusion that both of those things are out of your control. You believe that either everything is fine, you're just living your life, which is painful, you know, we know those people, the people who just kind of carry on like everything is fine, but objectively everything is a hot dumpster fire, or you're aware that everything is fucked up, but you truly believe that you have no control over your circumstances. So if you haven't guessed it by now, I'm a fan of being aware of our bullshit. I will gladly take the knowledge that I am the one fucking my life up over the bullshit and incorrect belief that life is largely out of my control. How many times have I said the F word so far in less than two minutes? I don't know. Clearly, this episode is going to be one that is a little bit charged and a little bit fiery. I want to dig into shadow work. And shadow work is something that has kind of a woo-woo connotation to it, but it's not. It's not at all. Shadow work is based in psychology. It is rooted in factual information. And really what it is, is the idea that we all have a shadow. We all have sides to ourselves that we're not willing to look at. Sides to ourselves that we try to either hide away or that we refuse to acknowledge. And by hiding those things away, by refusing to acknowledge those parts of ourselves, what we're really doing is allowing them to control our life because they become unconscious habits of conscious Subconscious practices. They become things that drive us without us knowing that we are driven by them. And so, shadow work is something that I feel everybody should be doing, whether or not you believe in the woo woo stuff or not, because shadow work really is owning your bullshit. Shadow work is owning your self-sabotaging tendencies. Shadow work is owning your traumas. Shadow work is understanding that all your beliefs are not serving you. And so taking stock of those beliefs is going to be to your benefit, but it's also going to be painful. (laughs) Awareness of your bullshit is a blessing because with that awareness comes an awareness of your potential and all the stuff that is holding you back from achieving it. But also an awareness that maybe you're the one that is fucking your life up. And that sucks. So let's chat about it, shall we? So I want to be clear. Whenever I talk on my podcast or in any post or in any blog post, anything, I am always, not some of the time, always, 100% of the time speaking to some version of myself. So I don't want you to take anything that I'm saying here as me sitting on my high horse preaching to you. That is never the case. I am always in there with you in the trenches working through my shit just like you are working through your own shit. And so when I am talking to myself, maybe I'm talking to Heather the fuck up, the one who felt completely powerless and incapable of change, the one who spent her nights watching Real Housewives. Her weekends drinking and her days chasing her own tail, right? That Heather was Heather who felt completely powerless over her circumstances. I felt like a victim. I felt like somebody who had been given a deck that was not fair. I did not like the deck that was given to me. I had a list of excuses. All of them, honestly, pretty fucking valid, right? I had valid reasons to be a fuck up. And so I ran with them. But clearly, that wasn't working. (laughs) That wasn't serving me. And so, at other times, I'm talking to the Heather of the future, the one that I have yet to meet. And so, I am doing everything in my power to make her really, really proud of me because I know what it's like to meet future versions of yourself and look back on your past and go, yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't like how I behaved there. I didn't like what I did there. I don't want to do that anymore. I want future Heather, to look back at Heather right now and say, bitch, you did a great job. You did everything you could to set yourself up. And so sometimes I'm speaking to myself in that future sense, and I'm really, truly trying to do everything in my present to make future Heather really, really proud. But most of the time, who I am speaking to is the Heather right now, the one in the middle, the one who feels largely above her past and largely above my bullshit, but also somehow equally tethered to it, tethered to the idea of who I used to be. Because unfortunately, who I used to be is a version that only some people know. And, and it might be a version of me, myself that some of the people even closest to me know the best. And so stepping away from that version of myself isn't just stepping away from my bullshit. It's stepping away from a large part of my identity. And some of that identity is the only identity that certain people see me as, which sucks. A lot because it doesn't only mean giving up who I am, you know, or who I want to walk away from, which, yes, that also means giving up my bullshit. That means giving up a lot of false beliefs. It means giving up self sabotaging tendencies. All of those things are absolutely amazing to walk away from, but it's also giving up the comfort that comes with those things, right? It's giving up the comfort that comes with those things. And with that comfort also came certain connections, connections that maybe are based in other negative habits like gossiping or, you know, like doing certain things that I no longer want to be aligned with. And so doing shadow work also means taking stock of every single relationship you have and that Sucks because it means becoming aware that how you showed up for certain people isn't how you want to show up anymore. And let me be really clear this is our stuff, right? We are not in the work of doing work for other people. We are not saying, oh, that's them, that they are the ones doing this to me or they, you know, putting our problems elsewhere. That shit ain't, that's not cool. That's, we can only control ourselves. We can only, you know, try to change ourselves and we can only reflect upon ourselves. And so do not make the mistake of saying, okay, well, that person makes me act this way. They don't. You choose your actions and you choose your reactions to that person. What I am saying is, shadow work is looking. At those reactions that may be caused by the person and understanding, okay, maybe to be the best version of myself right now, I need to step away from this, or I need to create some new boundaries, or I need to make the version of myself who I want to be better known. Today in my Instagram story, you know how I always put a daily post, a daily vibe, whatever you want to call it? I put simply, show up as you want to be seen, and I think that is a solid reminder for every period of our life. Show up as you want to be seen. Show up as the person you want to be, and that person can be completely different than the person you showed up as yesterday. It is just simply deciding that I am no longer participating in these habits. I am no longer participating in these outdated belief systems that are keeping me stuck and I am going to step into my power. I am going to step into my potential, but in order to do so, you need to show up like that, right? So shadow work is a lot of things, but at its core, it's finding out who we are. Before we dig in, a quick lesson on the shadow. Like I mentioned earlier, it is a term that comes from psychology, specifically psychologist Carl Jung, who describes the shadow as the unconscious and disowned parts of ourselves that our ego fails to acknowledge. It is any aspect of ourselves that we try to hide from, keep hidden away and unseen by ourselves and by everyone around us. So when I talk about the shadow, I often use the metaphor as of cleaning out our closets or cleaning out our basements because to me, the energy of exploring our shadow feels exactly the same as cleaning out that closet you just keep shoving your shit into, hoping that the mess will go away when you shut the door. Because in some sense, it does, right? We can shut that door and have the the delusion that our living room or our home is clean because everything is tucked away nice and neat. But deep down, we know it's there. (laughs) We know that we have yet to deal with that clutter, that we have yet to deal with our mess. And guess what? Our shadow is exactly the same and it's always going to be around. And when we think of our shadow, we think of maybe something like exploding in our face or just a bad habit, like somebody having a nervous breakdown or somebody just abruptly having something blow up in their face. And I don't think that's really the case. I think Our shadow fucks with us in more of a slow leak, right? It's not like our closet just one day just bursts open and all of our shit comes flying out in the living room. That could happen, absolutely, absolutely it could happen, but rather it's kind of that nagging sensation of like, oh my goodness, I should be doing this, I should be dealing with this, but I'm not going to right now. And our shadow works the same way. It's We know that we have something going on, something that we should be looking at, something that we should be examining, something that we should be giving up, but we're just not ready to do it right now because on the surface, everything looks okay. The room looks clean. When somebody comes over, they think, okay, the room is clean. Everything is together. Everything is nice. But we know, we have that cognitive dissonance happening of we know the truth. We know that our bullshit is tucked away. And if somebody were to open that door, they would see us for who we really are. And that sucks. (laughs) It sucks to live like that. And, And on that note, further, everyone has a shadow self. This is something that everyone has. I am somebody who believes in trauma. I think trauma is something that all of us carry on some level. Even the most privileged among us who had the idyllic childhood do not come out unscathed. We all have little wounds that, you know, we are carrying. And again, that is part of what makes up our shadow selves. But shadow selves is more than that. Shadow selves is also belief systems that, you know, we tend to pack on that aren't necessarily ours. It's picking up our parents' beliefs, picking up our teachers' beliefs, our friends' beliefs, social media's beliefs, society's beliefs, all these things that we kind of allow to cloud us up. And we don't Take time to examine are they really mine? Is this really how I feel about this situation? Is this really, more importantly, how I feel about myself? You know, in asking where these things came from. And shadow is also our self sabotaging nature. This is something that's near and dear to my heart because I was a notorious self sabotager. I was the queen self sabotager. Like, if there was a contest, I feel like I probably would have won it. I was extraordinarily amazing at self sabotaging. (laughs) Like, give me an opportunity and I would blow it up. That is how I live my life for so many years. And, and and it took a lot for me to look at what was really happening there. And what was really happening there was the belief that I was not good enough for certain things. I did some. I somehow did not deserve them. I somehow was not worthy enough to have them. And so instead of confronting that bullshit belief, what I did was just blow up the situation. I basically looked a gift horse in the mouth over and over and over because I did not deem myself to be worthy to have whatever was coming my way. And, and it sucks because... Because it's like, why is this happening? Why why do I keep doing it? And it further, further, you know, it allows us to step even deeper into that belief because we just confirm it, right? We spend so much time confirming it. Like, you're right. I am a fuck up. Look at me. I just fucked this up again. And I just fucked this up again. And so we spend so much time basically greasing that groove. And so that shadow becomes even more ingrained into ourselves, which is just such bullshit. This is something I always... I see it at the gym. I've seen it at the gym consistently for the last 10 years and unfortunately I'm going to continue to see it for 10 more because this is how we are as humans. We, you know, set ourselves up for failure with things like restrictive diets. We put ourselves on these ridiculously hard plans. We tell ourselves we can only eat x amount of calories. We have to do x amount of, you know, physical work, x amount of cardio and, and we set these huge unrealistic goals and of course we don't reach them. And of course we fall on our asses and of course we end up binging because our bodies are rebelling against us. We're self sabotaging, but we don't look at it that way. We tell ourselves, I'm not motivated, I'm not disciplined, I can't do this, I'm always gonna be this way, I'm never going to change, you know. And so again, that what feels like failure is not failure. That's your shadow. That's your that's your shadow coming and rearing its ugly head. It is something opening up that closet door, throwing out a piece of clutter into the living room, and you going, Hmm, how'd that get here? But instead of really picking it up and looking at it, you say, Okay, well, I'm just not gonna deal with that right now, and you push it back in the shadow. No more. Or you push it back in the closets. I told you I like a metaphor. I was not lying. Like, that is literally what it is. It is It is just taking that piece of bullshit that you have thrown out at you and not taking time to look at it, not taking time to read it, not taking time to question it, but just shoving it back away and just confirming that belief. Because it's easier to do. Unfortunately... That's what happens with our shadow side. It's easy to put that shit away. It's easy to tell ourselves this is just who we are. That is easier to deal with than doing the work of actually cleaning that shit out and getting into our closets. Now that I've babbled and used every metaphor possible to describe the shadow, let's talk about how we can examine it. Because that is the most important part. And let me be clear. This is something that takes work. (laughs) I I, Like really work. This is not for the faint of heart. This is not something that you can just gloss over or you can do one time and you'll be magically cured. This is something that needs to be a committed practice because when you start exploring your shadow, when you start examining your bullshit, when you start questioning your self-sabotaging behaviors, what happens, unfortunately, is the floodgates open. And what you think is one behavior, you tend to find 20 more just like it. And so your bullshit basically becomes a billboard. You find a sticky note and then you end up finding a whole fucking novel of your bullshit, which sucks. And that's why it is so easy to turn away from this stuff. Awareness is a blessing and it is also the biggest bitch you will meet because it is just you're going to become hyper aware of of your shit basically is what i'm trying to say for a little bit of time when you start doing it but do not let that scare you it is again same thing is cleaning out the closet when you go to start cleaning out that closet what happens you 20 minutes in, look around the room and you go, oh my God, not only is the closet a mess, but so is my whole fucking house because you have shit thrown everywhere. You have to pull out all those boxes, all the old clothing, all the shit that was shoved in there. You have to take it all out and then you need to sit there and do the uncomfortable work of sorting through that shit, picking every single individual item up and going, hmm, Do I want to keep this? Is this bullshit? Is this moldy? Is this dirty? Is this wonderful? Is this something that I want to continue to have in my life? Is this something I want to burn and get away from? Like, we have to do that with everything in there. And and so it becomes an even bigger mess, basically, when we start getting in there. That's shadow work, guys. That is shadow work. What you think is one thing ends up turning into this whole thing, and so it's really easy to just say, okay, no, fuck this. Fuck this. Let me just go ahead, pick everything back up, and just throw it back into the closet because that is going to be so much easier to do than actually doing the work of looking at all this stuff, examining all this stuff, questioning all this stuff, sorting back through, and then organizing what I actually want to keep and doing the even worse. Work of taking all the other shit I don't want to the dumpster, to the proverbial dumpster, right? That takes a lot of work, and so that is the first step into going into shadow work, into going into exploring your bullshit, exploring your self-sabotaging behaviors, because they are very much one and the same. Is understanding it is going to be a process, and not only will it be a process, is it is going to be an arduous process. It is going to be a process that really annoys you, (laughs) is going to be a process that demands your attention, that demands you continue to follow through with it. And so you have to commit. You have to look yourself in the mirror, have that hard talk, and just say, I am done with it. It's like that Elizabeth Gilbert quote, no great life transformation comes without somebody being thoroughly sick of their bullshit. You need to understand that what you are stepping away from is not you. It is not serving you. That version of you has died. It no longer exists. But in order to let it die, you need to actually move away from it. You need to stop carrying it with you. If you are carrying that version in your backpack, in your fanny pack, even in your locket, it is still there. What we need to do is take it away, which reme, which means examining. Like I said in the very beginning, examining relationships, examining habits, examining routines, examining beliefs, examining everything, so we can be clear on what is working on our lives and what is not working for us. Who? I keep running off in tangents. Lord, oh Lord, oh mercy. Let- <laughs> let's get back to the point. How do we explore this thing? How do we examine our bullshit and our shadow? And so this is one of those things where you've heard me say it before. It is simple that easy. Never mistake simple with easy. It is a very simple practice. This is something if you have joined my magic collective, you are very familiar with, or if you have ever worked with me in any situation in the past, you're also very familiar with. It is going to come as no surprise when I tell you the most important thing, in my opinion, when it comes to examining your shadow is pausing. And again, if you've worked with me, you're like, okay, I knew this was coming. I knew this was coming, bitch. The pause. Here we are again with the pause. The pause is just as it sounds. It allows you to take your power back. It allows you a second before the reaction. It allows you to examine what is happening in that moment. And it allows you to find triggers. It allows you basically to come back into your body, to come back into the present moment. And it serves as a breaking point before that habitual response. Because that's what our shadow is. Our shadow is our is our habitual responses that drive us to do things that do not serve us, like drives us to grab the white claw after a bad day, drives us to talk shit when we should be using it that time to introspect and say, why am I feeling this way about this situation? What drives us to eat, to numb our emotions instead of feeling our emotions. So when we pause in any situation, stop Take a beat. If you could see me right now, I'm putting my hands over my chest. That is what I do. It's become an unconscious practice. I highly suggest for you to do the same with the pause. Let yourself find something that grounds you. And so my, my you know sacral, my heart center is something I'm always going to have. And so I can put my hands there, basically right above my chest, take a deep breath, feel grounded in my physical being, close my eyes, and just mentally ask myself, what is happening right now? What is happening right now? And allow myself time and space, you know, to answer that question. What is happening? Because the funny thing with shadow work, I keep saying it's an arduous process, and it is. But it's also a simple process in the fact that it's just awareness. When we become aware of our triggers, aware of our habitual responses that are no longer serving us, we can change them. The pause brings us power because the pause brings us awareness into what is really happening. And so I just said another important term when it comes to shadow work, bullshit exploration, all that stuff. And that's triggers. Finding your triggers is a game changer. If you find yourself consistently annoyed at the same thing or at the same person or at the same situation – that's a trigger. And and there's something happening there. There's something bigger than the situation or the person. There is something that is triggering some part of you. And it's your job to find out what that is. Because if you're not aware of what that trigger is, then you don't know how to respond to it in a different way. And you can't fix the root issue. And so, you know, just again, it's pausing and it will allow you to say, okay, what is happening right now? Oh, I just had a, you know, I'm being judgmental here. Well, why am I judging them? What am I not giving myself that they have? Or I am feeling, you know, like I need to numb right now. What is happening? Oh, I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling angry. I am feeling whatever. It allows you to bring yourself back into the present moment so you can do something better. Same thing with finding patterns. Patterns, again, habitual responses. And so if you find that every time you have a bad day, you're grabbing a drink. Every time you fight with your hus- husband, you're going to the kitchen. Every time you yell at your children, you you know pick up your phone and just scroll for hours instead of being an active participant in your life. Those are patterns, habitual responses that are keeping us stuck, which is our shadow. And so finding them, allowing yourself some space in between whatever event caused them into a new reaction, again, just pausing, allows you to choose something differently. It allows you to choose something better. Um, This is something I want to continue to talk about, but it's something that's really hard to talk about because shadow work also has obviously Huge issues, too. It has, I don't mean huge issues as like a fact of like, these are like, well, okay, how do I want to say this? Let me talk this through. I'm not going to edit this out, which normally I would do. I'm a perfectionist. That's some of my bullshit right there. And so I'll just let you hear my process with it. When I say huge issues, I mean huge traumas, right? Like some of us have really dealt with some shit. Some of us have been through some things that take deeper work than just pausing and that we really need to like fix some sort of like childhood wound from. And so, you know, I don't want to create the delusion that every single person has a shadow that they can deal with on their own. Some of us need help. And that is an amazing thing to realize. And so that is where something like counseling or therapy comes into play to help you work through those traumas. Because some things, it's just going to be impossible to work through on your own. And if you feel that is you, there's no shame in that. There is no shame in that at all. Doing that in finding an outlet, to really deal with that is the best and and most powerful thing that you could do. I think that is something that is just fundamentally wrong with the self-improvement space. And that is the idea that you can go it on alone, right? That all of your issues can be fixed by you alone. You can do the internal work and you can just fix and solve everything. And God, if that were true, but it's not, it's not. And that's why we have other resources and other things available to us. And so I urge you, if you have something that is just, insurmountable that that feels like you can't tackle it on yourself by yourself, that is okay. Like seek seek that help. Allow yourself that space to heal. Because if you don't, unfortunately, you're just carrying that shadow, right? You're allowing yourself to be victimized and triggered by a situation that has occurred in the past, but you're bringing it into the future by continuing to live it. And that is true with all trauma. And that is true with all, you know, things in our past. If we allow ourselves to carry it into the future, like, that's our problem. It's like John Sirio said in you, you Are a Badass. Like, we've all had fucked up things happen to us. But if we stay fucked up, that's on us. That's on us. And that is true across the board. And so eg- examining our shadows is really saying, I am choosing to no longer be fucked up. I am choosing to be in control of my life. I am choosing to better myself. I am choosing to grow. I am choosing my growth over my bullshit. And if that means stepping away from things, people, situations... That's okay. I am going to choose to do that. And the important people will follow you. The important people will catch up or they won't. And both things are okay. But We can't worry about that when we're doing this type of work. We need to work on our own shit, our own healing. Exploring your relationship with yourself is never, ever, ever going to be a bad thing. This is a topic I need to do a follow-up on because we have barely scratched the surface. I do not want to make this any longer. I really like to keep podcast episodes under 30 minutes, and I'm already over that. I think all of them are at this point, but I want to keep this short in snack size because this is a huge topic, and it's something that you don't need to dive into. It is something that you can tiptoe into. And that's what I encourage you to do. I encourage you to just start gently taking stock of your bullshit, really. Taking stock of where you are self-sabotaging and asking yourself in an honest way, what am I doing that is keeping me stuck? Why do I keep repeating the same patterns? Why do I find myself triggered by this person or this situation? Why am I constantly turning to alcohol or food when, when X has happened? Why am I numbing out in this way because all those questions are bringing you back to your shadow. They're bringing you back to that part of you that needs to be explored, that part of you that needs to be in the light. One of my favorite quotes ever is, it's, I'm butchering it. It's from Victor Frankl. But it, he basically said, you know, if your shadow is behind you, that's when it fucks with you. He did not say it fucks with you. Oh. <laughs> but that's what I said. But basically, your shadow can only fuck with you when it's behind you, when you're unaware of it. Your shadow can only mess with you when you choose to keep it in, you know, as something that you're not acknowledging, as something that you're refusing to become aware of. But when you bring it into the light, which is painful. Because like I said, it's it's messy. It is pulling everything out from the closet, putting it in front of you and going, oh my God, look at what a hot mess I am. At least that's how I felt. <laughs> and it's really looking at that stuff and, and taking everything and taking stock of it and going, okay, I have some work to do. But the beautiful thing is, I see this all the time. If you understand that you are largely the person that is fucking up your life, which is true 99.9% of the time. That also means on the other side that you are the person you have been waiting for. You are your savior. You are your guru. And so you have that power to switch everything around. Exploring your shadow is exploring that power. So let's close it up. Let's continue this conversation. Let me know your thoughts. Hit me up. Find me my DMs. Find me my comments. Whatever works for you. What do you want to know? How can we dig into this deeper? Because... I view shadow work as an essential part of growth. It is the foundational part of growth because if we are not doing shadow work, all we are doing is piling more bullshit on top of ourselves without examining our foundation. And if our foundation sucks, <laughs> then so is everything we try to build upon it. And so, again, I encourage you, take stock of your bullshit. Know that it's going to suck, but know that I'm I'm right down there with you in the trenches, right? This is a lifelong practice. It is something that I will continue to do. I think it is something that all of us who are in this headspace of growth and, and self-enrichment and self-efficacy and self-discovery, we know the truth. And the truth is that we're always going to be doing this work because there's always going to be bullshit present. But that's a good thing because it means we're aware of it. And being aware of it means we have power over it. It means we have power to change it and power to grow beyond it. And I will take that over the unconscious belief that I have no control over my situation any day. I hope this podcast helped. I hope you're feeling encouraged to examine your bullshit, understanding that it's not going to be a fun process. It's not going to be a fun process at all, but it is a necessary process. It is something that needs to happen and you will not regret it 100% of the time. Just keep going. Keep going because once you get started, you're going to feel that feeling in your gut like, Ugh, I don't want to do this. I just want to stop. I just want to go back to my comfort. I want to go back to my bullshit, but don't. You're better than that. You are so much better than that. And like I said, I'm there with you. I am in the trenches with you. And so if you want a friend to help you through it, you know where to find me. Hit me up. (laughs) I, I will gladly, I will gladly explore bullshit with you because exploring bullshit allows us to see our greatness and see our potential. And that is what I am all about, right? That is all I want for myself and for every single person in my circle to just find our light and be comfortable letting that light shine. So again, I hope this helped. If it did, I would be honored if you would take just a second to rate and review this podcast, share it on any social media circ- or social media platforms you use, and share it with your friends because let's grow together, right? Let's create a circle of growth and bullshit awareness together. I will see you back next week.